Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Hey, Suki, what's up? Suki Lewis has been up in Lake County reporting on the Pawnee Fire. Lake County is a rural part of Northern California, and it's also where Suki's from. If you can imagine kind of these long, windy, narrow roads, like people keep asking me, what town are you in? And they're like, there's not a town. Turning our attention to the raging wildfire now in Lake County, the Pawnee Fire. Some residents say this looks more like a war zone today than their community. Massive destructive fires are not new to Lake County. This is the fourth year in a row they've seen fires there. So what's it like for a Northern California community where preparing to leave behind your home is an annual occasion? Today we follow Suki Lewis as she takes us through Lake County near the Pawnee Fire. I'm Devin Kadiyama. welcome to the Bay. I'm Rita. Suki, I like that. Can I help you, honey? Uh, One of the places that Suki went to while out reporting on the Pawnee Fire was the Moose Lodge, which was acting as an evacuation center. Is it all right if I wander through and talk to people? Outside, she said there were tents and RVs of people who had to flee their homes. Inside, there were cots and about 300 people. The center was also helping care for people's Checking pets. For listening devices? <laughs> yeah. I'm a reporter with KQED Public Radio. Oh, cool. Just reporting on the evacuation and how people are doing. Mm. Are you evacuated? Yes. <sighs> Where are you? Where's your home? Spring Valley. It's gone. It's gone? It's gone. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. What's your name? Charles Valdez. And did you, were you there? Did you see it burn down? No, we left when flames were pretty close coming over the hill at us and we grabbed our bird and a few belongings we could and got out. Been here at the Moose Lodge, what, this is our third day? Wow. And have you had to evacuate from any of the other fires that have happened around yeah, here? We were up in the avenues here a few years back and ended up homeless for about a year and a half. Wow. And what kind of bird do you have? Blue and gold macaw. Could I check out the bird? Come here, Bob. His name is Brady. He's about 11 years old. We've had him about a year. What What are you looking at at this point? Do you have insurance? Um, we don't know. Hopefully we'll get some type of a compensation. And you, you said you live with your wife, is that right? Or? Girlfriend, but we've been together nine years. What does it feel like? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> tired. I mean, I understand they're going to change the name of Lake County to Flame County. Yeah. That and it's, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's hard, but, you know, life goes on. I've been through a lot in my life. And Do you ever think about leaving Lake County? No. No. This is home. 
We asked Suki to check in with us throughout her day. She visited one woman who was staying with their nephew after she lost her home in the fire. I'm going to get this. Hold on. Hello? Hi, Suki. Hi, Devin. Hey, what's up? Can you just tell us where you're at? Yeah, so we're here in an area called the Avenues near Clear Lake. I'm here with Katie Brogan. She found out, you know, that their home burned on late Saturday night, probably. And she's willing to talk to you if you want to speak with her. That'd be fantastic. Thank you so much, Suki. So here she is. Here's Katie. And this is Devin. Hello, Devin. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for speaking with us. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Can you talk about uh, the place where you live? We're pretty rural out here in Lake County. Um, And socioeconomically, we're um, probably kind of way down on the totem pole. If you hate traffic, this is a great place because a traffic jam here is like two log trucks in a motorhome. <laughs> it's it's a slower kind of quality of life. L- Lake County, I know Lake County's had a handful of really destructive fires. Can you tell me what it's like to live in an area knowing that these fires have happened uh, and that they continue to happen? It's gotten really wearisome. Um, we, since 2012, we've been evacuated five times due to fire and once in the winter when we lost a road. Um, and that was probably due to the fire the year before. Everybody's on pins and needles, like, almost every summer. Yeah. I have friends whose, um... The first thing they do every summer is load up their trailer. They take all their pictures off the walls. They put them in plastic buckets and they stick them in a trailer for the purposes of evacuating. Every summer. Every summer just as precaution. My next door neighbors do that every summer and they have a list and it's gone and checked every summer. I'm not that organized and haven't chosen to live my life that way. You haven't chosen to live your life that way. No, I don't want to live in constant fear and have, and packing my stuff up all the time. No. Can, can you talk about the, the moment that you chose to leave? You actually chose to either grab some things and, and take off and what that was like? My husband chose that moment from us. I was laying in a hospital bed in my living room recovering from my hip replacement. And um, I had been alone most of the day. And um, the front door faces the hill and above us and it was smoke and it was it wasn't looking good the husband got home at 5 30 and then said we need to get mom out of here and had the kids walk me with the walker to the car and you know they were like well can't we grab anything can't we do you know and he's like no no just get mom out of here so so you guys didn't grab anything no we really didn't grab anything yeah well, I'm truly sorry for your loss. I can't imagine what it feels like to go through something like this. I hope that you don't have to know. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay, goodbye. Now it's about... 
late afternoon and there is ash raining from the sky as you drive into the valley. It's, it's almost like the time of day changes, like the smoke descends and it's got this kind of eerie orange glow to the light. Um, as I was driving in along the valley floor, the ridge lines were just going up crazy. After Suki left Katie's house, she drove to this small store in Spring Valley. It was acting as this command center for CAL FIRE. Suki was looking for the latest updates about the fire. All right, so here I am at this little corner store called Spring Valley's Pantry, um, which is set up as a staging ground. I'm trying to find the public information officer um, for CAL FIRE. My name is Roy Skinner, R-O-Y-S-K-I-N-N-E-R. I'm a fire captain with CAL FIRE. Um, and how many firefighters are out here fighting the fire? Uh, currently we have about 1,400 firefighters and support personnel engaged in this firefight. I know this is, we're only a couple, few days into the summer at this point, like it just passed. Is it surprising to see this level of fire activity this early in the fire season? In California, we're seeing a more widespread burning period throughout the state uh, year-round, um, as was an example last year in December. Southern California had numerous large-scale fires in the middle of December. So this is uh, not unlike uh, common fire behavior in California. Unfortunately, it's a threat that we face year-round. All right, so I'm just about to leave the staging ground here that Cal Fire has in the heart of Spring Valley. I went over and drove down to what, where some of the homes are along the creek here and met up with Katie's husband, who we talked to earlier today, and brought him his insulin and some water and some snacks and stuff, and he was happy to see me. Um, but he's just really kind of reeling from the loss of everything. And so, you know, I gave him a big hug, and now I'm going to head back down the mountain. We are hearing that the fire is pushing a bit to the southeast, I believe, into uh, Calusa County, spurring some advisory evacuations. Um, so that's the update. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Thanks to Suki Lewis for all of her reporting on this, and also to the people in Lake County who talked to us. Since this episode was produced last night, be sure to check out kqed.org for the latest details on the Pawnee Fire. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. Imagine if all of a sudden your family multiplied and those new family members were your children. That's on the latest episode of The Leap called 17 and Me. The Leap is a podcast all about change and big decisions. You can subscribe to The Leap wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!
Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.